Welcome to the Roncast, where entrepreneurs find killer tips, techniques, and tools to start and growth hack any business. Brought to you by one of Canada's favorite business personalities, Ron Davies. Ron Davies. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome back to the Roncast. I'm your host, Ron Davies. And wow, has this COVID stuff gotten crazy or what? I kind of feel like where I live, um, now they're they're making masks uh, mandatory. And uh, this, trust me, this episode isn't about COVID, but it's about the opportunity, uh, opportunities that are rising from COVID. But a little bit about the madness, right? So now they've got everybody wearing masks pretty much all the time where I live here in Southern Ontario and Canada. Which to me at this point, since the curve is flattened and there have been no new cases here since late May, it feels to me like we're closing the barn doors after the horses are already out. I don't know how you feel about it. I certainly don't want to disrespect anybody's feelings. Hey, it's crazy enough on Facebook that people are getting hostile with their friends and family about the masks and the non-masks. Anyway, the long and the short of it is this. We've had sort of an unprecedented spring, uh, maybe winter, spring, and summer uh, because of this whole COVID thing. And if nothing else, it should have allowed people time to get a little bit introspective on where their lives are, what they want for themselves, for their families, for their loved ones. And what I've seen is a tremendous amount of opportunity. Just about every week, um, I've had at least between a minimum of three and a maximum, I think, of seven one week, people coming to me with uh, different ideas that they wanted to approach as businesses. And I'll, I'll just give you a, a quick for instance here. Um, sometimes in time, troubled times like COVID uh, is when we have opportunity to bring value in ways that are atypical for us. So, I don't know, let's say your upper management, middle management, labor, whatever, that, that's your exchange of value, right? That's the value that you put into the world through your employer or through yourself or your own business. In exchange for that value, you get some kind of compensation, whether it's money or effort or resources, whatever it is. So that's how you've been kind of robotically doing it, um, nothing personal, <laughs> for a while. But COVID stopped an awful lot of this. People couldn't work. They, a lot of them still cannot. Uh, some have gotten quite creative about how they do what they do. Um, as you guys, many of you probably know, I've done a lot of public speaking, uh, both for uh, motivational side of things, particularly as it applies to entrepreneurship and making, designing one's own swath through their life kind of thing. And I'm seeing the speakers boards, speakers bureaus, inspirational speakers um, doing their training and practicing through virtual means, speaking to virtual crowds. We even have a, some kind of parade happening that they're doing virtually. Anyway, that aside, it's had people become very creative. And I'll just give you a quick example. You've probably heard of a company called Kubota before, K-U-B, 
OTA, Kubota. They make everything to do with tractors, industrial, agricultural, uh, tractor implements, machine implements. In any event, this is a big company. They've been around a long time. Uh, they have a great reputation. Uh, they're a Japanese company, so they have Japanese manufacturing standards, which certainly, from my experience, that type of standard often exceeds what we have here in North America in terms of both initial quality and lasting quality and customer loyalty. Uh, Kubota, as they say, is the Harley Davidson of farm tractors uh, because their buyers are even more loyal than, say, John Deere or Case or even Caterpillar. Don't know why that is. I'm no expert on tractors. But um, one of, the, one of the, the clients, or I guess originally, was just a... Uh, an acquaintance of mine had bought a brand new tractor during COVID. I guess that just like the car dealerships, the tractor dealerships had all kinds of specials going on um, to kind of stimulate sales, especially high-end retail sales. So, you know, tractors and skid steers and things like this. So he had bought a new one. And uh, I guess just like in the old days when you bought a car, you know, you had to kind of break it in. I know with cars, they don't really need to do that anymore. That break-in period that's up to the first oil change. I guess typically in an, on a new car, that would be around 5,000 kilometers. Or for my American friends, about 3,500 miles, you would go get an oil change. And I guess the engine breaks in and the parts made and whatever their language is, that's how it works. Well, this is still the case for these little diesel, uh, this diesel tractor that, uh, that my client had bought. And when he came to where he wanted to do that first oil change himself, he's quite a handy guy, uh, he's reading the instructions, and the instructions say there's a couple of oil filters he has to change, not just the engine one, but two that are on the transmission. I guess it's something to do with how the hydraulics work. Again, I'm not a tractor expert. But the instruction said to remove the oil filter and replace it very quickly, because if you don't do it quickly, Four and a half gallons of hydraulic fluid will spill out into your tray or your yard or whatever it is because of the way these things are designed. There's nothing to stop the oil from coming out. It's basically a reservoir full of hydraulic fluid and at the bottom of it is this filter that unscrews like you've seen a car filter. Well, this is a fairly clever guy and he thought to himself, well, that's just stupid. <laughs> that's just not good engineering. How can I improve how this works and then pitch it to Kubota. And you know what? That's exactly what he did. And there's a filler spout on this tractor part where you would pour these four gallons of hydraulic fluid in when you change it, I guess. There's a spout there, just like there's an oil spout on your car engine. Well, he fashioned a fitting out of um, a shop vac that fits into the top of that spout and creates suction. Now, the interesting thing is it only creates suction for air because it's so high above where the fluid is. So now what he does is he shows in a video how you can take this filter off while the shop vac is creating suction at the top of this, I guess, transmission piece. And that low pressure created by the shop vac prevents any oil from coming out. And it's remarkable. Uh, he showed me two videos. One video was doing it Kubota's way. And you got to figure... Kubota sells about a million tractors a year. So that's in North America, right? So there are a lot of these out there 
with people spilling oil all over their trays or their bays or their garages or whatever it is. And he came up with this little fitting that costs about $3 that sticks in the top of the transmission. And then any everyday shop back sticks in the end of it. And you can pull that filter off and sit there all day. As long as that shop vac's plugged in and turned on, not a drop of oil will be spilled. Well, maybe a drop, but not much more than that. So this is what he came up with. He did a video, sent it off to Kubota. And right now, uh, I've made a few calls and it looks like Kubota is possibly going to adopt this into their product line. So the next step will be, you know, negotiating license. Uh, does Kubota own it? And the next question, of course, is does this apply to other pieces of heavy machinery? What about John Deere? What about case tractors? What about Caterpillar? You know, and so forth. So all of this is precipitant from this guy being bored, buying a tractor to work in his yard and have something to do, and just looking at something differently that even the manufacturer had not solved the problem. Uh, the manufacturer evidently thought they had to redesign the transmission when in fact this guy's little doodad, his little plastic piece of plastic hose, which he just made the prototype from plumbing parts from his local home hardware store. And now it's, uh, it's seeing, you know, it's seeing some credible um, interest from Kubota. So I, I just bring this to you as a for instance, right? So if this guy gets this deal, if this is a mailbox money deal, right? He's going to get a lump sum up front which I would think is going to be in the neighborhood of 600 to 700,000 US dollars for upfront money. He's probably going to see about uh, 15,000 US a month in residuals from this thing, depending on how Kubota buys it from him. So in any event, yeah, uh, you know, this COVID-19 thing sucks. Honestly, my opinion is that 90% of it is bullshit anyway. Um, reading stats from things in the past. Uh, this has a fraction of the death rate and everybody's panicking, right? I don't know anybody that's gotten sick or died. Maybe you do. Again, I don't want to disrespect your experience with COVID. I only have my own. But what I do want to do is try to motivate you, incentivize you, and move you to come up with something innovative. Even something as simple as this little rubber fitting for, um, for the tractors that this fella came up with. So we're coming up on 10 minutes. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to shoot them over to me. Just go by www.theroncast.com, uh, hit the contact button, reach out to me. I'm here to help you. Uh, have a wonderful day and uh, we're coming up on the weekend. Hope you have a good one. I'm your host of The Roncast, Ron Davies. Bye for now. That's it for this episode of the Roncast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again for killer tips, techniques, and tools to growth hack any business. We hope you've enjoyed the show.